1: All right, welcome in another edition of the Good and Plenty podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Goodman, and uh, we got a great show for you today. We have four uh, head Division One coaches to talk about college basketball and the potential restart, and they all have different views, and they all come from different levels uh, for the most part, and uh, that's why I got them together, and uh, we have Texas Tech's Chris Beard Seton Hall's Kevin Willard, Pacific's Damon Stoudemire, and UNCG's Wes Miller uh, talking about the restart. um, And, again, their thoughts uh, of kind of what can be done, and I'll even give you my idea, uh, which is a little bit off the wall. Um, But certainly this is something that I think uh, a lot of coaches are trying to figure out what's going to happen. Kevin Willard, uh, you had a great idea certainly that has uh, picked up some steam among the coaching ranks, and that was to start in November, Thanksgiving break, when all the regular students uh, leave campus and start playing then. So uh, tell me a little bit about it, what it's like, and some of the feedback that you've gotten, Kevin. Well, you know, Jeff, I think that's where
2: it's going to be really hard and confusing for everybody is because – you're not going to bring a team on campus that doesn't have the same testing protocols, the same, everything that you're doing. Um, and I think that's going to be by conference. I don't think anyone's going to have a say in that. Um, I'd love to still play our non-conference games. I think it's important for everybody, but I think that's really, I think that's where it starts to get confusing because no one's going to let some, someone come on campus that's flown through an airport that's, um, that hasn't tested their kids in a week or every four, we're doing every four days during the season. So I think that's where each school is going to have to really make their own decision. I think it's going to be
1: presidents. And I think it's going to be conferences that make that call. Beard, your, your guys have been working out all week. So have yours, Kevin, what's it been like so far? What, you know, mass, obviously some schools, every school's a little bit different from what I hear. Some schools it's one player, one ball, other schools, it's maybe, Groups of three with the ball and a rebounder and um, how, how, how strange has it been?
3: Well, First of all, the whole mass deal, it's actually improved my relationship with some of my players because they can't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but it's been really kind of frustrating and new coaching wise. But basically what we're doing in it because we're trying to create, you know, our own bubble and practice in terms of eliminating any close contacts so that, the next one of our players that gets the COVID, which is probable, and um, it's okay, you just get through it. We're trying to eliminate everyone else in our program having to be shut down. So obviously the players that are playing basketball with each other every day, they're in that thing where they'll be close contacts. But all of our coaches, our staff, our trainers, our weight coaches, you know, we're masked up, we're socially distanced. So again, when we have our next positive, it's not going to shut us all down. It's just going to shut down the guys that are actually playing um we got kind of a unique perspective on this it hit us early yeah. um we have international players some guys that didn't go home after the season so we actually had our first kind of just positives uh way back in the spring I think in May and June so we kind of went through this early but I would say to be to be optimistic kind of a positive thing I could say is that things are already kind of changing like when we had our first positive months ago it was a lot of unknowns it was 14 day quarantines and it looked like it was almost impossible to visualize a football season or a basketball season. Um, But I would tell you, things are improving. Guys are able to get out of quarantines quicker. Um, People are starting to understand the close contact thing and being more careful. So um, my personal stance is I remain optimistic. I think we're going to have college basketball uh, because with my own eyes, I've seen how things have improved in our two or three months dealing with this.
1: Wes, when i polled uh coaches again all four of you were a little different which is why i brought you on to some degree not that i wanted a drop down you know fight here uh but i did want some discussion and and you wanted which i figured most mid major guys would want um conference and non conference because let's face it for for UNCG non conference is important for a couple reasons one uh, you have a team that might be a, a, an at large team best case scenario number two Um, My guess is you make some money for the program playing some of the big boys. Uh, Why did you – is that the biggest reason why you chose both conference and non-conference?
4: Yeah, obviously some of it's selfish for sure, Jeff. I mean, you know, no problem saying that. I think number one, like I'm no expert. I I don't – you know, I'm no expert on what we should do with COVID. Like everybody else, I have opinions. The the, the main thing, I want to play. And I think we all can agree on that. Like, we want to play. Our kids want to play. So if there's one solution to this that ensures that we play, I'm for that first. Um, but selfishly, I would love to play both non-conference and conference. It gives us a chance, as you said, to, to compete against uh, some of the teams like that have national recognition. Maybe we're good enough, like we were two years ago, to be on the bubble and have a chance to get into the NCAA tournament as an at-large. So some of that's selfish, but I'd love us to start in January or middle of January and push everything back through May. You know, now, is that even possible logistically with TV and Final Four? You know, and maybe not, but that was one of the options when you texted your, your questionnaire out. And that one makes the most sense to me because we have the most time as a country to get our heads around this, to figure out how we can do it. Hopefully it's better. There's better treatments or a vaccine. Um, But the main thing, Jeff, I just want to play, and I I think everybody in college basketball probably can agree with that.
1: Damon, your deal, I was surprised when you responded back and said at Pacific, let's just play conference games. I mean, obviously, again, going back to what Wes said, uh, you make a lot of money playing some of those bye games for the program, and it gives your kids an opportunity to play on some of the the, the big stages, right? I mean, you were at Arizona as a player. you, You felt that. Uh, why did you why did you say that? Why did you say just conference games?
5: Well, I, I felt I felt that way based on the options that they were saying at that time, and I think that 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 uh, Coach Beard alluded to things have shifted. They starting to shift. So at that time, when I'm sitting there listening to our conference, and I'm sitting there listening to what they are talking about, and I'm like, so you you know you possibly telling me if we go on the road and play a game. Before we leave, we'll take a test. When we come back from the road trip and one person is, is positive, then everybody everybody within the within the traveling party got a quarantine. So you're basically telling me if I got another two games in the next seven days, I got to forfeit two of them. It just didn't, it didn't make any sense to me. So that's why my point was uh, what it was at that time. From a non-conference perspective, we need non-conference games. Like we need that. You know, we need that. Um, it's it's obvious we need that. I think that what's different. Maybe I would say, Kevin possibly is the same as here, uh, in California. But our our the way they're doing it is, is is different. I feel like than the rest of the than the rest of the country in a lot of different uh, aspects. Right now, we're almost back at phase one, hypothetically speaking. You know, um so the thing about it is as I'm watching a lot of the teams and a lot of the decisions that's being made around, around here, I don't, I don't think from a basketball standpoint, and I haven't talked to everybody, uh, around, around the state, but I don't know how many people have, have players on campus. You know, and so my thing is, is I'm all game for however we can get this going. I mean, hell, I'm, I'm willing to get on the bus, you know, and be uncomfortable to make something work. You know what I mean? I just want to play basketball. I want to get back to it. And I think that's the biggest thing for me, however it works. But I will say this. I will be interested, um, you know, in, in schools that don't have a football team. So we don't have a football team. A lot of teams in our conference, I know Kevin's the same, You know, Wes, I think you guys might be the same. Well, we don't have football, so our decision is going to be made based on us not having football and based around the the other things that are going on. Um, and I think those are things that I look forward to seeing what's going to happen, what's going to happen here because I play so, I play so much stuff in, in my head, right? You know, and, and, and I think that it would be great. Some of the, some of the, some of the games I play in my head, I call it uh, "keep it in the in the bright ideas files," but don't say nothing about it. <laughs> and uh, and uh, you know, it, it'd just be interesting to see the non-football schools how they handle things.
1: So, uh, keep, speaking of keeping in the bright ideas in, in my head, but actually do say something about it, I'll give you my 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 idea, and. Feel free to crush me on it, any of you, all right? Here's my idea. Screw conference games, all right? Let's do pods. Let's do 30 pods of 12 teams regionally so nobody has to get on a plane the entire year, okay? 12 teams, they go in, they quarantine, mass testing so some of the, the schools from the smaller leagues can actually afford it. Maybe the NCAA, whoa. Maybe they even throw a few dollars in to help with testing. God forbid, with all the money they make for the tournament, they should be doing that, right? So you do that for 14 days. 14 days, you play what? Six games in 14 days? That's safe, wouldn't you say? Something like that? It's about the number that, that you would say is about safe. Play them. If somebody tests positive, kick their asses out. You still have 11 teams. You, you still can play six games over those, whatever it is, 12, 14 days. You go home for a week, do it again. Different pod. Nobody gets on a flight. And here's why I say that. For some of you guys, you're taking charter flights, right? You're not getting onto a commercial flight. What about a league like Conference USA? FIU, FAU. They got to go to UAB. They got to go to UTEP. They're really going to get off a plane like Damon was saying. They're going to get off a plane, and the next day, are going to actually be able to play against a school in their league? Probably not. The WAC, right? The Southland. Some of these leagues can't do it. So my take is, why not try something different? Let's do these pods. And I know, again, it's not going to happen. I get it. But give give an automatic what, what big have to whoever. Have you been doing do in Quarantine? quarantine? <laughs> have,
2: you been, have you been hanging out with like? Have you been smoking funny things in, in quarantine, man?
1: <laughs> I actually have not. I actually have not. In, in. I mean,
2: we do have pods. It's called conferences. Uh, you know, I got I got an 11-team pod that I'm pretty comfortable with.
1: You um, do, but Conference USA doesn't. They the have, WAC they have doesn't.
2: Teams. Everybody's got teams, and everybody's got to figure – I mean, I, I guess that's, you got to figure a way to make it work. I mean, I, like Damon said, you might have to jump on a bus. You know, I mean, like my idea for the Big East is to play t- – twenty six games in the Big East. The West Coast the West Coast teams bust everybody, the East Coast teams bust everybody, and then you charter one time and everyone crosses over once. I mean, you know, I think it's people are gonna have it people are gonna have to get creative and people are gonna have to kinda really kinda and, and people are gonna have to bust and you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with busting. We bust all the time.
4: There's my yeah, my, I'm my, not I that bad. <laughs> I'm not gonna knock a creative idea. 'Cause like I'm all yeah. about anything anything that gets us playing. But just to refine it a little bit, why not do something like that just once for so everybody gets some non conference play? Yeah. You know, or just, hey, you can only play non conference games that are a driving distance where the schools can agree on some kind of testing protocol leading into it and maybe everybody gets six non conference <laughs> games or I mean, But why not figure out some way because we all can figure out how to play locally. Like, and I know maybe there's some outliers of some schools that don't have a lot of local Division One competition. But for the most part, I mean, there's like 18 Division One schools in the state of North Carolina or something. Right. Like, could we not play a little non-conference just so our first game of the year isn't our league game?
1: Yeah, I mean, I got Damon's list here for Pacific, right? I got USF, Cal, Stanford, Pacific, St. Mary's. I got the whole bubble figured out. San Jose
5: State, Sac
1: State. I'm good i'm,
5: but, I'm you know, but you know the one thing about it the one thing about it for non conference I'm just saying this year, you know uh because of the circumstances that we all are in, you know, I think that I think that if you're just trying to get some games in and that's what we gotta do, I feel like that's what we gotta do i I think that we need to play conference though um i you know i i I like our conference and and the thing about it is. Um, I think, I think with, I think with our conference, in order for us to keep elevating, we need non-conference games. We need good non-conference games. So you got Gonzaga, who I haven't seen their schedule, but I know they got a bitch of a non-conference. I I can tell you, he put, they pushing to play every single non-conference. I can tell you, Mark, Mark is pushing to play every single non-conference at BYU. We have really good, good, uh, Good non-conference game schedule, but you know, I I think that if we could, if if for me, what would help me? What would help me alone uh, would be if I could play more of these teams that's around the area. If that's going to appease the situation, and I think that we're we we would be good without even going into a without even going into a bubble, because Kevin said something to me. We're about to be in a bubble anyway. We're online. Here at Pacific, we're going to have online classes. They bring the athletes back. What are we in? We're in a bubble. We're basically in a bubble. You know, that's where we're, with the exception of some international students.
1: How much, I mean, the, the biggest difference, listen, we all look at the NBA right now, and, and yeah, Adam Silver's done a great job, but he's been able to, right? I mean, these are pros that are in a bubble that they cannot leave for the most part. Uh, I don't know if they're sneaking girls in or not or whatever, but in college we we know we know these kids are not gonna be at that level. Uh, you guys were all in college, Damon. You were at Arizona.
5: There's- Listen, man. Let me tell you something. Let me t- let me tell you something. And I don't know how versed everybody is on 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 this call. My roommate in college was Ben Davis. Uh-oh. Ben Davis, Oak Hill Academy, Kansas. Then he transfers, Hutch comes to Arizona. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I know my team. I can't speak for the rest of the guys. You don't want to – you don't want to Ben Davis as your roommate because <laughs> the guys are trying to get out the bubble, man. <laughs>
1: Can I give you a Ben Davis story? I'm going to give you a good Ben Davis story on that. So he, he was actually sitting next to me in a class at Arizona. And uh, he walks in. And I probably went to maybe 50% of my class at Arizona. That was probably a high number. And uh, and I walk into the final, and I had never seen Ben before in the class. He had never seen me before. We probably combined to go 10 times. And he looks over at me, sits next to me. He looks over at me like he's going to cheat off me in the class. I look at him. I said, Ben, look the other way, man. Don't Don't look this way. Look that way. That girl on the other side of you, got a way better shot, my man. And uh, <laughs> all I know is he was eligible, so it worked.
5: You always get a couple guys that want to go against the grain. I'll let everybody else speak on that, but that's that's just my opinion. Can we control these kids? I mean, that that's
1: you really can't, right? I mean, you, you say it all you want, and Beard, maybe it's a positive. I, I've read it down in Tuscaloosa and, and LSU with football, them saying, hey, if they've already had it, we got a better shot of making it work when college football comes around. Uh, but we can't – you guys as coaches can't control what they're going to do 24-7 like they can in the NBA bubble?
3: And first of all, I'd like to say to Ben Davis, if he's out there watching this, you know, I, I'm a huge <laughs> fan. I, You know, if Ben Davis has a son or somebody in his family that plays as hard as he does, I'm not on here talking trash about Ben Davis.
1: <laughs> ben <laughs> Davis, you send anybody you want to check. He was a man-child, man. He was a killer. We've yes, got, got
3: great academic support here, man. Anybody <laughs> doesn't have to look on Goodman's, you know, paper. to you know, we, we get through academics fine here at Tech, so. No, but Jeff, to answer your question, that's exactly right. It's almost like, uh, I mean, we have a big-time policy that we're executing here that we believe in. We're respecting it. We're taking temperatures. Every day we walk in the practice facility, we're masked up, we're cleaning hands, but you know, when the guys leave at 4 o'clock, um, you know, I, are, are they doing that at home? No. I mean, are they taking temperatures at home? Are they, we're trying to be careful. We're trying to be safe. But I think the, the disconnect between what, you know, a policy can be and what's really happening in reality, you know, it's, uh, you know, there's no secret there. There's probably some disconnect.
1: Can the Guinness Book of World Records give 2020 world's greatest delay of game? Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving. And that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people and they do it fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Like sponsored jobs, which is shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. So right now, Indeed's offering our listeners a $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with that free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash good. This is their best offer available anywhere. So go right now to Indeed.com slash good. Terms and conditions apply. Offer is valid through September 30th. What are you guys doing now scheduling? Like what, what is it like right now? Are you guys just in a complete holding pattern? Uh, how many of you had games with with an Ivy League school or a Patriot League school or Um, somebody that may not be playing their non-conference schedule. What's that been like for any of you?
3: I think we had one game affected with one of the leagues that said they're not playing non-conference. We just reached out and made sure. Uh, One thing we've done is just had some communication with every team on our schedule, just checking in once a week, just so there's no surprises. If you make a drastic change, if we do, we'll let you know. What I've found personally is that, you know, like the coaches on here, everybody wants to play. I mean, we're all in this together. I think, if anything, it's going to bring our coaching community even closer, uh, because we all missed the game. So what we've been doing at Tech, though, is just communicating and really just kind of waiting to see what happens with football. I said that from day one and I stay consistent with that today. I think that's the first domino. SEC, Big 12 football, the other conferences, what, what really ends up happening there, I think will be the first domino. Then I think basketball will go from there, in my opinion.
4: Yeah, Jeff, we, We've, we haven't had anybody drop off our schedule. Um, but we, we need a lot of games. We need five games. <laughs> and so normally I'd have been really nervous about that as we get into June and July. Um, and everybody here knows like when you come off seasons where you've won 20 plus games, it's hard to schedule for the mid major level. Um, but it's been even more difficult when you had the pandemic. So we're, we're kind of hoping that, you know, as, as we figure out what we're going to do in non-conference, maybe we're going to have an opportunity to play some local games, so we're kind of hoping some of these local teams that have said they won't play us will come back and play us. Um, but right now, anybody wants a game, give us a call. Um, so if anybody's watching, we, we need games in a bad way. Is, is
1: Roy going to play you? I mean, come on.
4: This should be a give. He, hey, listen, he's been gracious. He, he's played us three times since I've been here, and I think – We're going to have a chance to play them a year from now, but their schedule was full when we got into that conversation. But I can't give him a hard time; he's taking care of me in too many ways.
1: Man, I I love what Roy's done. Period. It came out yesterday, uh, you know, giving six hundred grand to uh, to some of the uh, you know smaller sports. And I've been told too, Wes, and I heard this yesterday. Not only that, he gives money every single year. I think he gives like one hundred fifty grand, and nobody's known this to one smaller sport and he goes to games, you know, whether it's that sport or other sports. Um, So I thought that was pretty cool for that to come out.
4: Incredible. And I I think what the most surprising thing to me is that it came out because I know he wouldn't have wanted it to come out, but I would bet Jeff, and he would never talk to anybody about it. I would bet the amount of money he's giving back, giving back to North Carolina or other charities is in the high seven figures. Like I, I bet it would be astronomical if anybody'd ever get him to talk about it. And that's just kind of the, the guy that he is. And, yep. and some of you guys know him too, and I think would agree with that.
1: Kevin, what what's been the hardest part of the workout so far?
4: Um,
2: you know we we're not we're not really doing anything, Jeff. I mean, for me, getting them back on campus was more a mental health thing than anything else. Um, you know, it, it was it was amazing to see how happy they were when they came, came in the facility the first time. Um, it's been a really hard four months for America, but you know, you have guys that, you know, were, you know, you're getting ready to play a big East tournament game and possibly be a two seed. And all of a sudden tournament gets, they're just, they're, they, they were sent home three days later. I didn't even get a chance to have a team meeting before I had to go them off campus. Um, so for me, I've looked at it this whole time. I battled to get them back on campus for them it's, it's mental health. They, you know, they've been in, they've been in a tough situation. There's a lot of things I've gone on in this country that have not been good. Um, They've been active in trying to be a voice of change. They've been uh, told, technically been on house arrest, you know, haven't been able to go out and do anything. And now uh, for me, I just want them to have some sense of normalcy. Um, They've gotten back on campus. Um, They've been able to go in the gym and shoot and, be with their teammates and for me to see their expression and the difference from uh, a month ago on a Zoom call when, you know, I was really worried about some guys. And now seeing their body language, their energy has just, for me, been, you know, so emotional that, it, you know, that's all it's been
1: for me is mental health. man. Hey, Beard, you're pulling back. You're not going as hard with these, these poor kids in week one, are you? You know, it's a long year. They don't need to be hearing your voice too, too loud it's early, you know, you got to, you got to ease them in here.
3: Yeah. I mean, you know, as coaches, we sit around, we talk about everything, all the what ifs. but certainly the discussion, you know, if our sport does end up being a spring semester, what do you do now? So um, yeah, I, I respect what coach just said. That's exactly right. The biggest thing is just being around the guys again. It's been great. So um, we've got a lot of new players like we always do. Uh, it's roster management and Lubbock every year. So just trying to get the guys off the good habits, um, but the biggest thing is just being around them has been awesome, man. It's uh, you know, if, if anything, I think it's just uh, you know, I love basketball, I, I don't think anybody loves it more than me, but this has been a real you know, self reflection, man, like uh, how much I missed it and what a big part you know, every day being around the guys is. So it's been great getting back in the gym. I, I would echo too what Roy Williams been great to me, it doesn't surprise me what he does with his finances. I mean, good. We can't even get you to pick up a bar tap. You know what I mean? Like, you say you respect what Coach Williams is doing. Maybe next time, you know, we're in Vegas, you, you can step up for us.
1: Listen, I, I hooked that whole thing up. I hooked it up. That didn't mean I had to reach in my wallet twice.
3: Well, what happened that night? That was a disconnect, man, when the, when the bill came.
1: Yeah, they put us outside, and you whined. You're, you're, you've gone soft in Vegas. It was a little hot for you. So what did you do? You complained that we had to be inside. I mean, come on. The old Chris Beard never would have done that. The Little Rock, the, the D2, the D3, come on. I mean, I, I still got some grind in me. You were complaining right when right when they put us outside. Yeah, I'm a lot of things, Griffin, but I'm not a whiner, man. You know that.
3: that that's not what quite happened that night. No, who was whining? Borzello? Always.
1: whining right away.
3: Yeah, yeah. I don't Brett know. Brett Just, he's a little soft, you know. Is I think going... it
1: was Brett Just whining. I think you're, you're pretty much right. Uh, hey, Damon, your, your kids aren't back on campus yet, and they're not going to be until school starts. The, the big dilemma I think a lot of people have, and Kevin referred to it earlier, is a lot of these kids are safer on campus than in their home environments right now. So how do you, as a former player at the highest level, um, try to deal with all this? Because your hands are kind of tied a little bit in terms of what you can do, testing, housing, all of that at Pacific.
5: You know, I when it first started, I, I talked to the kids a lot. But as it went on, I started to think back. I, I always go back to when I was a player. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to suffocate these dudes, man. You know what I mean? Like, they got home, they were they were really good when they, you know, for a second, um, when they fall off the wagon, they call me. But I I, I try not to suffocate them. You know what I mean? Like, so. Uh, Feel like I've done a good job. My assistants, I know, have kept up with them and done a good job. And as crazy as it sounds, what I've tried to do is, when I was in the NBA, I was in two lockouts. So when when as a player during the lockout, you you weren't allowed to talk to NBA to management. So it was like always subliminal messages being sent here, da 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 da, this that, and the third. So there's about there's about three trainers. There's about three, excuse me, three strength coaches. Um, There's three, actually three strength coaches that was with us in Portland in 99 when we went to the conference finals. And um, I've called them to be like, refresh my memory on what we were doing. Really? Like during that time. You know, trying to figure out, right, because, you know, both Chris and, uh, and Kevin alluded to it, this is going to be one of them things where, man, you can't drain these kids, man. Like, you know, I think being around the kids is cool, but you can't start thinking, we got to do this, we got to do that, they got to do this, they got to do that. I just don't know how much of a competitive advantage you're going to get right now from doing certain things, and those are the things that I'm telling myself to not kind of, you know, mess with my mind about what's really going on right now because it's going to be a process and so with that, then I said to myself, it just might be the old school. Now, I know everybody on this call remembers this. See, when I was in school, you never was with the coaches in the summer anyway. <laughs> you know, you would come back, you would you would go home for the summer or play USA basketball, which was my case. I was lucky. I played Fortune. I played USA basketball three straight summers. So you would come back, and so you was trying to show your coaches that you got better, okay? And so I think that, the freshness of all of this for every single coach is going to be okay. We haven't seen these guys do anything for a minute. Okay. Now maybe we can quit having these, these built in preconceptions of some of our players. And maybe we see them, see them for doing something a little different. Maybe they are bringing something different to the party, but at the same time too, uh, you had your nine weeks with the strength coach. And then on October 15th, that was the first day you actually did something with the head coach. So, I'm kind of trying to take it back to that and just kind of look at it from that standpoint. I've even told, told my guys, you know, kind of those stories in, in a sense.
1: There's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner, Bet Online. Sports making its way back. UFC, NASCAR, soccer leading the way. BetOnline has all the best lines, best odds for all the upcoming matches this weekend. NBA around the corner here. Uh, We got our scrimmages and exhibition games. We got Futures out. Lakers still plus 240 leading the way. Clippers plus 300. Bucks plus 325. And then you got kind of the next group. Rockets plus 1,200. Celtics plus 1,400. Sixers plus 2,000. And the Raptors are defending champs at plus 2,000 as well. Need more? BetOnline has simulated NFL, NBA, UFC happening every day. Live for you to check out. Looking for something else other than sports? They have hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, all the best props in the land. Visit betonline.ag or use your mobile device and join now to receive your new welcome bonus and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Guys, how how hard is it to evaluate players right now? Recruiting. I mean, it's got to be brutal, because you're doing it all online. And I know right now it's probably okay because you're still fighting for your top guys, right? Whoever your top targets are right now, a lot of you may have seen them last summer or during the season. But once you start missing on your A-list and you go down to B and C that you've never seen in person, and I know one high major program, you know, a month or so ago, got a commitment from a kid that they've never seen in person. And I think we're going to see a lot of
5: that coming up uh, a lot of mistakes are going to be made, aren't they? I'll take them from the mid-major level because I can't even say what's going on. I, I can't imagine Kevin and and Chris, but maybe Wes is getting this too. I tell you, I got I got players recruiting me. I'm <laughs> telling you, some of these dudes right now, man, they're trying, to, they, they're trying to get you to take them. And I'm like, you know, I can speak for myself. I signed a couple dudes. I signed a couple dudes in the springtime. I wouldn't have gotten. Had had this been going on, really? I just wouldn't have got it. because what yeah. would happen is the schools that were recruiting them, they were taking visit- They would have took those visits. I just don't have the same thing to show. So indirectly, the Zoom calls helped me.
1: <laughs>
5: you know, so you know, uh, it's, been, it's been it's been it's been good for that nature. I know West can attest to this to a certain extent, right? So you're recruiting a guy. And 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 on our and on my and and on this level, I say we got mid majors, we got mid major guys, and then we got low high majors. When I say low high majors, they might be the second half of the, of the Big Twelve. May not be good enough to be in that first six, or even in the Big East. They might be good enough to be in that lower half of the of the Big East, but not good enough to be in the top half of the Big East, right? But the moment. You're recruiting them, and then they take a visit. You're like, oh, man, we're not getting him because they, cause everything else looked better, you know what I'm saying? But let me keep recruiting the kid because if it don't work, hey, you know, we'll be there. But that's kind of how my deal
4: has been going. Yeah, I I can relate to some of that for sure, Damon. I, I think for us, the hardest part is, like, we're really specific, specific about the type of people we recruit and the values that they have. trying to figure that out without any in-person interaction like having them on campus to spend time with them or like evaluating them on person because you can watch a you know like you can watch video all you want whether it's something being streamed right now or something from the past year but you can't see in video some of the stuff that you're looking for off the court right I mean you're just missing a lot of those things that we're looking for for UNCG players that you just can't tell so I'm I am worried that we're going to make mistakes. We're trying not to, but that lots of people are. And if we thought the transfer carousel is bad now, you know, imagine what it could look like if we can't ever get out and interact with these people in person or they can't come to us.
1: What's it like in the high major, guys? What, what's it like for you guys in terms of how much are you watching these uh, streaming deals or are you leaving it more to your assistants um, to, to kind of evaluate right now? Well, I, mean, I I think the big thing, Jeff, is I think
2: a lot of programs use – used to use the April evaluation period to kind of do their homework and kind of catch up on things um, I think the guys that have kind of gone out during the year and know the kids and seen the kids um, I think those guys have had a you know a good advantage because they, they kind of know their second and third kids um, you know it, it's I feel bad for these high school kids because they really I agree with Damon I mean I have I have kids calling my phone that, you know, like, who wants to talk to a 46-year-old ball guy, you know, on a Friday night at 8 o'clock at night? I mean, I know I don't want to talk to myself. My wife doesn't want to talk to me. So um, I got kids calling me, and, like, you know, I'm having conversations where usually, like, you know, I'm trying to pry pry a sentence out. You know, they're asking me what my favorite movie is. And I'm like, you know, I just – like, I don't know what my – I had to go back to my list to see what, what I liked. Um, but I feel bad for the high school kids because, you know, they've missed out on great opportunities you know, the summer circuit is big for them. You know, they all look forward to that. Uh, so I think it's, it, I think it's been an adjustment and when the transfer rule goes into effect in January, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be crazy.
3: My big thing, Jeff, is I, uh, you know, this, these guys might not, but I'm not a big technology technology guy. You know, I, I don't have any social media, I have a Twitter, you know, sometimes it's me, sometimes it's not on there, but, uh, so this was all new to me. Like the COVID, it's the first time I ever ever heard of Zoom. And um, and so it's actually been pretty cool though. Like uh, the one thing, you know, when we were making just phone calls recruiting, I can kind of do that anywhere. You know, I step out in the parking lot, I'm with my daughters, they give me ten minutes, Avery. But on these Zooms, you kinda of gotta be prepared, you know, because I can't just zoom wherever I am, you know, like I'm in the back of a dive bar playing pool, and now Yuri's like, dude, you gotta to talk to so and so like you're I, you know, so, um, if anything, it's made it a little bit more organized for us and I've, I've enjoyed it. I I feel like I've gotten to know some of these recruits better than the traditional way. Cause in the traditional way, you know, you're working the phone, just working for that unofficial visit or that official visit to get face to face. Now that both of us know the face to face might not happen. I have found personally that our, our conversations are more, more quality. So I've enjoyed it, uh, I echo the deal on TV. I'm not a big TV guy either, but on this Netflix, it's all these kids want to talk about. So, you know, at first I was embarrassing myself. So I had to like come up with a couple shows. So um, I did watch breaking bad. That is some good stuff guys right
1: there.
3: I mean, if there's a better TV show than breaking bad, I want to know about it. And so, uh, but no, I've I've enjoyed it. Obviously I missed the recruiting the camaraderie The I feel really bad for the players too. Like everybody associates July with recruiting, but, what about love of the game, man? Like, what about the chance to go compete and play and try to win a trophy? And, uh, so I, I feel bad for the guys. Every recruit I talk to, I basically kind of say, man, I feel bad for you. Like, it's not about recruiting I mean, It's about competing and playing and having fun. And I really feel bad for those seniors, man. I, I really do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's your guys level of optimism, uh, right now with that there, there will actually be a season. Mine is actually high that there'll be a, a NCAA tournament. There'll be a Final Four. I don't know what type of season there's going to be because like Beard said early, listen, if there's a college football game on October 5th, I'm confident there'll probably be a college basketball game in November. If there's not a college football game on October 5th, we got no shot in hell of playing uh, in the first semester. What what do you guys think about that?
2: Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I I agree a little bit. I mean, I I just – I find this whole thing a little, you know, you can go into a target with 200 people, um, that you don't know that haven't been tested that are shopping, but we can't put strict protocols in that we're going to test our kids. We're going to test our staff and we can't play in an arena with 40 people. Um, I think there's ways to do it. I just think we really got to figure out the best way to do it. Um, I I just think – I think it's possible. I'm optimistic. I've been on a lot of COVID calls over the last two months. And at first – I could tell you in April I I would have told you there's no chance we have a season. Uh, But now where we are and what we've talked about, where testing is, I think think what we've learned about it, I definitely think that it's possible. And I just think people have to wrap their minds about the fact that if you can go into a target with 200 people that haven't been tested and touch everything that they're touching – why can't we test our kids and test our staff and play, play, in a, play in an arena with 40 people? I just think it's possible.
4: I'm, I'm positive, Jeff. I, I think we'll hopefully start figuring this out. The, the rest of the world seems to have figured it out for the most part. Like Europe's figured it out. They're going to play basketball. Hope we catch up in America. Now, if everybody's in dive bars playing pool like Coach Beer, we might be in trouble. From what I'm <laughs> Just kidding. But, I mean, I, I think we'll start figuring it out as a society at least I'm hopeful of that and that you see the numbers go down and things will start happening again like hopefully we have kids back on I know like forget basketball like our universities all of them need kids on campus to to function and to survive so I'm hopeful that even though we hadn't maybe handled this as well as the as we should have to this point we'll start figuring it out and that can lead to basketball
5: Damon well I'm positive because we need we need basketball, but you know, out here we need to go to school too. I mean, at some point we get you know, it's you know, I think that um, you know, I was telling somebody the other day, I, I was like, you know, God is good, you know. God is good, you know. I get an extension, but this is what we're dealing with. It's like we're we're in the recession. We need we need things that start happening and moving forward and I think we got to find ways to do that and I'm just gonna continue to stay optimistic about it you know and I'm like I'm like Kevin at first I was like man there's no way we have a season because all you all you're doing is hearing the worst. so what I said is I, I quit watching the news because I feel like nobody's educated on there they you're throwing out all these facts and figures and it discourages you right so I was like it's nothing on T V anyway but reruns. So if you're not watching Netflix, Amazon's Apple, whatever that might be, the, you know, I just stayed away from it. As I stayed away from it, I became more positive. And now as I see more things start to happen. Major League Baseball, uh, NBA, MLS, certain things are starting to happen, I'm like, maybe we have a chance. So I'm just I'm I'm gonna keep my window open to, to just be just be positive and and, 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 and we're gonna with this situation,
1: yeah, objectivity has gone out the window with the the media. Um, I, I think whether you're a Trump supporter or not, wherever you you stand on that, it's so hard because whatever you're watching these days, it, it's all kind of skewed to to that person and that network or whatever. It's so hard to get. I just want objective info. Period. Just just give me give me the facts without all the other. I mean that you know I grew up. Listen, I I learned being in the Associated Press. So I've always learned to try to be objective in whatever I'm going to report. You guys kind of all know that at some point. I've probably, you know, been not so great to all of you at some point and and very complimentary. And that's kind of how I do my job. And I feel like too many people now in the media um, are are slanted uh, to kind of whatever they want. and They're not giving objective news. Uh, Beard, you confident it's going to happen?
3: Yeah, like I said earlier, I've seen personally where it was a few months ago and where it is now. I think we're all pulling for college football. We're all pulling for the NBA bubble to work and baseball. I also just have a lot of confidence. I'm a positive person. I have a lot of confidence in the doctors and the scientists. And uh, we got a lot of time, too. I mean, if uh, college basketball started next month, my answer might be different. But I still remain confident in all the people that are in charge of these things.
1: I mean, listen. How many rounds of golf can Willard play? Right? I mean, really? That was that was that
2: was the other reason I was so happy my guys came back to campus because I was like an ATM machine to all my friends. I just kept paying and paying. So Now at least, at least I, I got a great excuse. I'm I'm back in my office. I'll be pale. I'll be pale white again in about three days from
1: from being in the gym. So I'm looking forward to that. All right, I'm going to leave you on this. We'll, we'll we'll lighten it up on the final one, and then I'll let you guys all go. What what's the the coolest thing, the best thing you guys have been able to do uh, through all this? Something that you wouldn't have got a chance to do otherwise. For me, it's easy. It, it's it's watching my daughter. It's watching my daughter um, do these interviews. A, a girl that wasn't even interested in sports a year ago is now reaching out to people. Not even with me. She. Did an interview with Adam Schefter earlier this week. I had no idea she was even going to do it. She, I don't even think she knew what football was a year or so ago. So for me, I don't want her to get into the business, but I love that she's doing it from a social standpoint and uh, just watching her. It's fun. It's fun, man. It's just it's fun. Again, I know I got two more years with her, and then she's gone to college, and, and who knows, and she's our only. So uh, that's been the best part for me.
2: Yeah, I feel you know, getting to eat dinner, having a family dinner yeah. in the summertime, it's never happened. I'm never home, so to to be home and be with the kids, you know, is I don't think it's great for them having me around, but for me to be around and just to be around my family as much as I was a, I was able to do uh, it was it was a really it was a blessing in disguise.
5: For me, for me, it's been spending time with my son. Um, you know, he's 18 years old, so, you know, I it's crazy because, you, you know, I've been my whole life, I think, to get to where a lot of us had to get, you've had to be selfish kind of. You know, it's, it's crazy as it sounds, you know. And I never, you know, one of the things that college basketball did for me when I left the NBA and – I was at the I was with the Memphis Grizzlies for two years as an assistant. But getting to college, you know what it did for me? Like like when I got into it, was it made me realize that I had to start putting more emphasis on my on my own two sons because I was spending more time with other people's kids than spending time with my own damn kids. And so I really got to know my son during this time, and I found out. This dude is just like me, man, and we bump heads like crazy because he's just like me. Like, I always knew that, but he just, you know, is not in a malicious way, man. He's, you know, but for me, that's been really good. And just, you know, finding, you know, finding myself and having a chance to slow down. I said to myself, I said, counting, counting, you know, my last year, my last two years of high school, uh, when I was going out on the summer circuit doing this same thing, Man, this is the first time I've actually had had a had a stop sign on my life like this since I was like 16, 15, 16 years old. And, um, you know, it feels weird, but at the same time, I'm refreshed and I think that I'm ready to go.
4: Yeah, Jeff, I, I think what you just said there, Damon, is kind of for me. I don't have kids, and everybody I've talked to echoes that, that has a family and has kids, but I've been alone. And so it's like the first time that I can remember in my life that I've had this much time for self-reflection, you know? And like, it's like, I got, I got the job here at 28 years old, which was like an incredible blessing, but I've, you've never hit like the stop button ever. It's just like, you're always going to the next thing. And it's to have some time to really look back and reflect and try to learn, that's been incredible. And then the second thing for me is like, man, getting back in the gym this week, you just remember what you love so much about this and how much you missed it. And like, that has been incredible to like have what you love and love to do. Like I, like I love what coach beer said, like nobody loves basketball more than you. Like I, I say the same thing about myself and to have that taken away for four months, man, it gives you even a a greater appreciation for it when you get it back. Even if you got to wear a face mask and a shield and all the, the junk that we have to do to make it happen. So, you know, there's always a silver lining in everything. And there's been some of that for me as well.
3: Yeah, same type stuff. Uh, all the stuff you guys said. I'm right there with you. My oldest daughter lives in New York City. She's a sophomore at Columbia, and she's pretty much on the full track. You know, you you don't make it to Columbia by coming back to Lubbock every weekend. You know, to hang out. So she when she went to college, she went to college. So uh, when New York City got shut down, she came back. So I got to spend much more time with her than normal. Uh, than the other two daughters, uh, Ella and Margot's been. Great to probably the top of this deal when i look back on it one day what was really cool though is uh when i, when I hit that stir crazy moment which we all hit man like dude i got to get out of the house um basically you know randy and i just kind of planned a, a like a 10 day kind of vacation which i i've never taken more than a two or three day vacation since i started coaching so 10 days wow well we don't want to get on the airplanes and all that stuff uh so we just we, we went old school man we, we got in a car and we basically just drove all over Texas, which which I love. That's what I'm used to. Like, this, I've been blessed. I love coaching at this level. And payday's been more than a blessing for my family. But, you know, I'm not really a private plane guy. I'm really not. I, I like to be in my car. I like to have my clothes in the back. And I like to be able to, you know, check in a hotel, park right next to it. I don't even bring my stuff in the room, go back and forth. So we took this 10-day, like, old-school, awesome kind of vacation, lived out of the car and what have you. And it just brought me back to the roots. You know, I thought back to the Fort Scott and Seminole and McMurray and all these days. So I was blessed. I think that trip really grounded me, and it's something I'll never forget.
1: I still want to know how you have a daughter who got into Columbia. Uh, that, that, that's, that's a podcast unto itself. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Exactly. Listen, I, I really appreciate you guys doing this. Um, I, I know it's a Friday afternoon. I know you got better things to do. Uh, with your time. I appreciate it. You, you know what I think of all you guys. Uh, I'm with you. Let, let's just get College Hoops back in any form uh, possible. Uh, love all of the kind of suggestions and your thoughts. And uh, hopefully we'll see each other soon. All right.
5: All right. Thanks Take care. Nice
1: luck, man. Thanks again.